You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. Um, This is Claire, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist here at ACB. Also here is Clark Rockfall, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. And we're really excited to have a guest today. Corey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Corey Cadlick. I am the Assistive Technology Specialist here at the Perkins Library in Watertown, Massachusetts. And I'm also on the board of the Publications Committee for the Bay State Council of the Blind. Awesome. Um, So we're really excited today to have Corey as a guest because, gosh, I don't even know if I can count the dates anymore. Was it two weeks ago-ish that we had our um, leadership conference and legislative um, seminar here, held here in Alexandria, Virginia, and then took the attendees up to the Hill in Washington, D.C.? So that's what we wanted to talk about, to hear a little bit from Corey about his experience. So we were really fortunate to get funding from J.P. Morgan Chase this year to uh, invite some fellows up to the Hill who are part of the next generation, as they're calling them. Next generation are basically people who are 40 years or younger. We really want to kind of get to those people who are part of that group, age group, um, involved with ACB so that we have leaders for the future. And so JP Morgan was extremely kind to contribute financially so that we could bring in 10 fellows to the conference this year, um, here again in Virginia and then up to the hill. And Corey was one of our awesome JP um, Morgan fellows. So we wanted to talk to Corey a little bit, find out about his experience and just kind of talk about what went on. So. What do you think, Corey? Can you do that for us? I can, indeed. Awesome. Um, So for most of our listeners, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with our leadership conference and legislative seminar, but just in case you're not, we can talk a little bit about what it looks like. Um, So it's three days of conference and one day sent up on the hill, so it's four days total. Um, The first two days are kind of business-oriented, Saturday being the uh, board meeting for the board of ACB and then Sunday being the president's meeting so presidents of all of our state affiliates as well as our special interest affiliates. Really important days, great to get all of our leadership in one room Um, but I'm extremely biased and Monday was the legislative seminar which is what um, I had a huge role in putting together and leading and you know, just having fun. So that's what we're going to primarily talk about. Um, but Corey, do you want to talk about your experience um, on those on Saturday and Sunday? What was it like to be in the room with the board and the presidents and all that kind of stuff? It was interesting. It was really fun. I got to sort of learn a lot about what it takes to run an organization such as ACB. Um, I've been involved a little bit uh, with ACB since 2011. I won a scholarship to go when I was in college, nice. uh, to go to college. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I actually, our president, uh, Kim Charlson, is my boss. So that's really how I've gotten more involved. Nice. Um, but then uh, I got the phone call from her basically saying, you might be invited to go to Washington. Um, I hope you want to go. Like, yeah, of course. So um, we like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> so Does I that get the under other duties as assigned by your boss. <laughs> okay. 
no comment. <laughs> no, no, it, it perhaps could, but it, it, that's not all that I, I, I wanted to go. I definitely was excited to do it. And um, um, I didn't know what to expect. It was sort of unknown, honestly, which I think was kind of cool. I was like, oh, I'm going to go down here and, and, and learn some stuff, but I don't know what. Um, so when I walked in really not knowing, it was, I was intrigued. But as we went on and everything kind of took shape, it was really cool to have these leaders of the blindness community sort of uh, sort of give some direction and, and sort of, it was eye-opening for me, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's the way I explained it to, to Kim and Brian as I was flying home with them. I, I always knew I wanted to be involved with ACB or some organization to do with the blind in some way, but really opened my eyes, like seeing the, the, the sort of the nitty gritty of getting down to business. Okay, we can talk all we want, but we're going to go, not only are we going to talk all weekend about the potential of what could, what we could change, what could happen, we're going to go and talk to those people, the senators, and those who really actually have the ability to make those changes. We're going to go do that on Monday. So we did that, or was it Monday? Tuesday? Monday? Yeah. Tuesday. Um, let me get my days messed up. Uh, we're going to go do that on Tuesday. And, you know, it, 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 when we got to that point, it was really eye-opening to – to think to myself, wow, I'm standing in front of, you know, uh, Joe Kennedy III, telling him really what what needs to, to happen to make our lives easier. So I'm, I'm no longer discussing it with my, my just discussing it with my, my fellow um, blind friends and the community, where we're actually going to those who can uh, make change for us. And that was really um, eye-opening for me. That's great. Um, so what Corey is talking about is Tuesday and we, uh, it's the Hill visit. So essentially um, we go through all kinds of training that we put on through ACB um, the day before and really the days before that as well, everything leading up to it. And then we do a Hill visit. It's the last day of the conference and we encourage the attendees to make appointments with their representatives. Um, and then we let them loose essentially and they go up to the hill sometimes in groups sometimes individually and meet with representatives from their states um, Sometimes people even expand outside their state um, But hopefully within their state to go and talk about what's going on in the blind community and issues that we should be advocating for um, and we've talked I think in a couple of different episodes already about the three imperatives that we were really promoting this year. So we won't talk about those again. If you haven't listened, please listen. Um, but those were the three main imperatives. But we also encouraged our attendees to talk about any issue, you know, that's impacting them in the blind community. This is our time, um, you know, as a, a democratic nation for members to go directly to their representatives and say, hey, you know, this is what's impacting the blind community. Let's talk about it. Um, so let's take a step back. And so the day before we went up to the Hill, we had our legislative um, seminar. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been calling it LegSem. Um, so that was our LegSem, just to make it sound cool. Hashtag LegSem. Hashtag LegSem. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that. <laughs> Hashtag LegSem. <laughs> Darn it, I should have done that. Uh, next year. Next year, Corey. Nice. nice. Um, so we did quite a few different things um, that Monday. Um, I'm trying to think what that was the 25th, February 25th. Um, we prepared several different speakers to come in and talk about the three imperatives. 
Um, and we were really fortunate. We got people to talk about it on different levels. So we had, um, you know, personal stories, experience, so very anecdotal to legal um, explanations, um, that kind of thing. Do you want to talk about some of the different speakers, Corey? Put you on the spot. Were there any that really jumped out at you or that you enjoyed or uh, appreciated? Uh, they all were really good. I thought um, the woman from GM, I'm really interested in the aut autonomous vehicle imperative, and we won't get Reagan into that, but GM, yeah. um, she was really interesting and really showed that uh, GM as a company as a whole is really wants to be part of making independent travel, truly independent travel by vehicle uh, possible for, for the blind. Um, the the talk about diabetes with Brian and Jeff and um, Chris was it Chris? Chris, Jeff, and Tom. Yeah. And Tom. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I really didn't ever really think about that. Something so simple as checking your blood sugar um, would be so much of a challenge. You know, I I kind of assumed that this technology existed in an accessible format. It's 2019, but we're still not there yet. And that was, again, really eye-opening. Like, the fact the doctor had told one of them, oh, you can go to the, you can come to me every day and get your blood sugar checked mm -hmm. and we'll take care of you. No, that's not how it works. And somebody else, I think it was a, uh, a commenter uh, during that speech said, you know, I know someone who's completely, quote, quote, unquote, normal uh, cognitively and is, just happens to be blind who lives in a nursing home just to check their blood sugar. I was floored. I was floored by that. It's, this is this is this is insanity. Um, so again, the stories that you hear really sort of push you. Even if you're not um, part of of all of it, it pushes you to want to be be involved and and push forward and to go and tell those stories. Like those that the story about the person in the in the. Uh, this is a living home. Um, I, I told numerous times at the Hill, like, look, um, this is super inconvenient and here's why. And can you That's imagine great. me like that? I love that you use that anecdotal story. That's awesome. And, and I said, I said, close your eyes guys. And I said to um, one of the staffers of, of one of our senators, I said, close your eyes. Like imagine losing your sight tomorrow. Um, scary enough. You've got, you happen, you might have diabetes, but it's even more scary that you can't, you don't have control of the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. really important to just be honest and give them something that they can relate to. And I think that's what we learned during that, that this, the seminar itself. That's great. So I'm going to put Clark on the spot for a second. Clark started working for us at ACB just before the legislative seminar, hashtag LegSim. Um, so Clark, were there any speakers that you uh, especially liked or appreciated or learned from? I think like Corey, it was very interesting, the entire flow of the day, the mm -hmm. way that you set it up, Claire, to have a three-part presentation in the morning on the durable medical equipment and how inaccessible um, glucometers and other medical equipment impact are impacting people's lives. You know, the panel that Corey was just talking about, as well as the uh, the presentation on the regulatory side of things from Stephanie Willis. Yeah, from Cromorin, great, great, great yeah. firm that works with us. Yeah. And then how that flowed into lunch and the presentation from Matthew Handley on the great work that he's doing on behalf of ACB. 
and then to see our old friend, uh, not our friend who is old, but our <laughs> old dear friend, Mark Riker. Uh, I'm going to tell him you said that. I don't uh, know. That was a good catch there. In <laughs> view, I'm just keeping it going. Just not even <laughs> acknowledging you. Uh, in his new role at uh, National Disability Institute, NDI. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reminded us all the importance and the availability of ABLE accounts. And we now have in the 116th Congress uh, pretty soon to be introduced the ABLE Age Adjustment Act, which is coming up again. Um, and that's really exciting. And then to the the exciting parts of the afternoon with the AV Start Act and autonomous vehicles, um, the, again, seeing Tony Stevens mm-hmm. um, and hearing about the the things that he's still involved with. So the whole day had a great flow to it. We were very thankful to have Tony, even though he's no longer, um, you know, an official employee here at ACB, but still a great member and asset to ACB come and present for us. So thanks, Tony. Um, What did you guys both think? Um, We were also really fortunate to have presentations from two federal agencies. We work very closely with both Department of Transportation um, as well as the Federal Communications Commission. Um, Both came in and talked about issues that are pertinent to the blind community. And we have really great um, relationships with DOT and FCC. So thank you to both them. Um, Corey, did you appreciate hearing from those federal agencies? Yeah, definitely the FCC. Um, I have we have a lot to do with them here. With we we run the I Can Connect program. Uh, it's actually um, part of not not uh, part of the library, but it's um, part of Perkins. So it, it's important to hear sort of what the, what they've got going on. So certainly, it's 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 good to hear new perspectives and the upcoming what's what's up and coming as well. Yeah. yeah, and even though it was later in the day, you expect there to be a lull in the afternoon as people start to go in their food comas after lunch. (laughs) But the issues that the FCC touches on and having access to accessible telecommunications and video content, that really got people fired up. So it was great to have Will Shell there uh, and also to follow follow that up with Joel's presentation for the audio description project. And I'll just remind everyone that comments to the FCC are open right now on how uh, content, video described content on its availability and use. So expect something from the ACB national office either this week or next, uh, asking for your feedback and to file comments at the FCC on that issue. Joel's story was really interesting because he's someone who is cited and a person who got involved uh, years ago when video description was not a thing and now Mm -hmm. it is. And I I actually mentioned at the, during his, his presentation, I said, you know, it's funny when video description first started, we just took it as it was because we were lucky to have it. Now we're getting to a point where, okay, this is important and this, we want good audio description. Yeah. We we, we're, not in, we're not taking a back seat just because it's there. Oh, we're lucky to have it. Now we're at a point where it's, it's sort of a right, in my eyes at least. And mm-hmm. so Joel and I were speaking about that and saying that there's, I, we're probably going to be awards soon to, to give out awards for the best audio description. Um, I know it was discussed about the Oscars. 
Yeah. Um, another plug I want to put out there um, with um, as it concerns with the FCC, Will Shell is a great asset that we've been working with. Um, he's actually visually impaired himself, and he's very um, eager to have people comment on issues, even those issues that aren't working well. He wants to know because that's what their job is there in his department. Um, so I'm going to put his email out there. Hopefully he won't hate me, but he's told me many times, have people contact him. Contact Will as it concerns with accessible television and what have you. You can contact him at will.shell at fcc.gov. That's will.schell dot or at excuse me fcc.gov. So reach out to him. He wants to answer your questions. He wants to hear complaints. They want to work on these issues. So yeah, and like most agencies and organizations, the FCC doesn't know that there's a problem unless they hear from exactly people. Yeah. So Great. feel free to follow up. Corey, I liked how you said that you enjoyed seeing how the entire process works at the the presidential meetings and the board meetings. In Washington, we call that like seeing how the sausage is made. <laughs> uh, so I think that, that that was an interesting comment. Could you talk more about your involvement with the, the next gen group? Um, had you met those people before? Was this your first time being involved with the next generation committee? So I had seen emails about the next gen community. Again, I really was involved sort of with ACB and BSCB in a limited fashion before this. So I'm very sort of diving right in uh, as of two and a half weeks ago. Um, but Amanda Selm is the the chair of the next generation next gen community. Uh, there we are 40 and under, um, and it's I think it's really important to get those folks together. Um, to make a difference and become leaders in their own right. Um, I was honest and said that when I came in 2011 to Reno, uh, there were not many young people, uh, at least not nearly as many as there were at this conference. So there's a good um, shift in paradigm and what they're doing. So I think uh, Amanda's uh, doing really well with creating uh, a cohesive group and they're just, they're really nice people. Um, yeah, I think we're all pretty lucky. And I think uh, we can, we can work with Eric and Kim and who, and you know, whoever the next president will be, that's Dan, whatever. But I think we can all work together and keep this, this ball rolling and become leaders of tomorrow. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I was really excited um, this summer at the National Convention in St. Louis when they were taking attendance the first night in general session, they had called on the next generation of Kentucky because uh, that's where this was born out of, Amanda's from Kentucky. And they, their state specifically, had created the idea of the next generation with the thought in mind that we have so many amazing leaders in ACB, um, but there is starting, we're starting to see an age gap and so Kentucky wanted to create a next generation to bring in um, people, um, I guess you can call us millennials or Gen Xers, both that whole age range, um, to get more people involved. And it was a really exciting idea to see that we're trying to bring in new leaders. Um, and that's what um, encouraged Amanda to want to bring it to um, the national level. So we now have the next generation committee here um, at ACB, so if you are 40 and under, or you know people who are 40 and under in the blind community, 
please get involved. We have a, a listserv. Um, we have a Facebook page. Of course, we have a Facebook page for the this age group. Um, let us know. We'd love to get you involved. Um, we do monthly hangouts through um, through Zoom. We um, will have events both during the leadership conference in February as well as at the national convention in July. Um, we want people to get to know each other, um, bounce ideas off of each other, because we hope that, you know, um, as the years continue on, we will be the leaders as, you know, as they come. So, and we already have some great leaders. You know, we have people like Sarah Conrad and Katie Frederick who are already on the board in our age group. So we want leaders to come out of this. So please get involved. And if you're not part of that age group and you know people who are part of that age group, please connect us to those people as well. Absolutely. Very important. And I think, I think we started something big and I'm really excited to yeah. be part of it. So, and now being two plus weeks removed from the legislative seminar, Corey, what's, what's next for you? Where do you see yourself going from here? I'd like to be able to go in, in July to convention. I'm going to apply for leadership, one of the leadership uh, scholarships. Great. Um, that's sort of the plan right now to be able to do that. Um, you know, if not, definitely save some money and try to go next year. Um, but definitely I'm involved with, like, as I said, our BSVB, Basic Council of the Blind, our mass affiliate. I am on the pubs committee. I do our social media. So um, that is something I do and sort of something I intend on to, to keep doing. Um, other than that, it's just, it, it's really fun. I, I, it's, it's really just to get to know people and have a good time and, and make a difference. So it's sort of like relaxing and fun, but you're also going out and you're going to, you're going to make this, these changes um, over time. That's great. I really, just as a plug, I hope to encourage all of our, well, everybody in ASAP period, but especially to our next generation members again, to really help us work on our three imperatives this year. Um, these these issues apply to everybody but you know for our generation for instance things like autonomous vehicles i really see in the next several decades that being something that we're going to see more and more and more of and it's really going to impact our community our generation so with that you know that in mind let's let's work because it's really going to impact our our generation our our community so you know it's kind of like accessibility we always talk about starting from the ground up if we can tell, for example, using the Autonomous uh, Vehicle uh, Start Act, um, we, we can do this from the ground up or we can try to come back to it later and try to fit it all together, which would be messy and wouldn't be uh, as, as productive. So let's start now while we can. Yeah. And to build off of what both Claire and Corey just said, as everyone has gone home from the legislative seminar, we do have the Hill Day feedback survey that mm -hmm. has been sent out to everyone who participated in the legislative seminar. And that way we can gather data, find out what offices and representatives and senators were interested in uh, any or all of the three imperatives so that we know who to follow up with. We can get these bills introduced. We can reach back out to our ACB members and affiliates at, and our next generation so that they can also push these issues and pull them along from the grassroots level to drive them forward. Yeah, thank you, Clark. That's a, that's a huge important thing. Please, uh, please uh, participate in those surveys. Corey, have you filled out the survey form? 
I got to find it. Honestly, I, I didn't even see it. I got something from Amanda about next gen stuff, but I will find it and do it right after this call. For sure. Awesome. Not to put you on the spot, but we're going to put you on the spot. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I knew it existed. I just didn't get it sent to me. So I will find it. Awesome. And if for any reason people haven't seen it or need it resent, let us know and we will make sure we get that in your inbox so everybody can participate. Sure. Great. Well, thank you so much, Corey. We really appreciate it. And thank you everybody who came out to the legislative seminar. Um, we hope to have um, more next generation attendees next year at the legislative seminar this summer at national convention. Um, if you're not a member of ACB at all, please check us out. Go to acb.org. Um, you can become a member both through a state affiliate, a special, special interest affiliate, or a member at large. Um, so please, if you're not a member, check us out on our website. It'll give you all the directions, or you can call our 1-800 number, number, and we'll help you out with that. So we, uh, we hope to get new members uh, through ACB. So check us out, please. Also, the website's the best place to receive up-to-date information on the ACB annual convention this year in Rochester, New York. And thanks to everyone who's listening to us via the podcast and also on ACB radio. That's right. Yay. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. And remember, like we always say, keep advocating.